morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It's Thursday, the 3rd of August, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with my colleague, John T. Warris, and we have Leonardo Palandini with us as well, and I'll be asking him for his latest thoughts on the Q2 earnings season so far. But let's start with the latest market news. Good morning, John T. Um, let's start with the news about the Bank of Japan this morning. It's announced another unscheduled bond purchase operation for the second time this week, highlighting just how determined Japan is to curb any sharp moves in rates despite a recent policy adjustment to allow benchmark yields to climb to 1%. Can you fill us in on the details here? Good morning, Helen. Yes, that's right. Japanese government bond futures are trading higher after the Bank of Japan stepped in with 300 billion yen's worth of 5 to 10 year bond purchases. It seems that the intervention was triggered by 10 year government bond yields touching 0.65%, which would mark a fresh nine year high. And this repeated intervention is yet another reminder that Japan's abandoning of its ultra loose monetary policy is resulting in higher volatility across asset classes globally. The US dollar yen cross spiked higher, having fallen a little since, but is trading around the 143.50 level, levels not seen in almost a month. Now, we saw some employment data come in yesterday. Um, This showed exceptionally strong job gains in the US last month. Can you tell us more? That's right, Helen. Um, Private sector job gains in July totaled 324,000 driven by a jump of around 201,000 jobs in the services sector, which includes hotels, restaurants, and bars, according to the payroll processing firm ADP. This number was well above the Dow Jones estimate of 175,000 and the forecast median estimate of 185,000, but it does represent a considerable decrease from the 450,000 that we saw in June. The services sector was responsible for 303,000 jobs over the month, and this comes ahead of the monthly jobs report with US unemployment and non-farm payrolls due later this week on Friday, which should provide some further clues for investors on the direction of the US labor market and whether the US Federal Reserve will need to tighten monetary policy further still. Let's talk about the market action yesterday. The US didn't have such a great day, did it? That's right. Stock markets fell yesterday and the S&P 500 posted its worst day since April. Longer term bond yields rose following the hot jobs data and the US Treasury said that it will ramp up its debt issuance. Losses in the tech heavy Nasdaq 100 topped 2% and we also saw the 10 year Treasury yields climb to their highest level of the year and those rising yields really weighed on commodities. We saw gold nudge down slightly, 0.2%, and Bitcoin futures were down half a percent despite getting some fresh support from its largest publicly traded holder. And it was also a bad day for oil, with WTI crude settling down 2.3%. Crude oil fell even after inventory stockpiles declined by the most on record. And you told us about the intervention by the Bank of Japan uh, before. How are markets faring over in Asia today? Yes, equities in Asia are trading lower today following the heavy selling in US stocks and long-dated treasuries after the US uh, labour market report I mentioned before. Uh, The Nikkei in particular is underperforming, which is down by more than 1%, and Greater China equities are recording mild losses in early trading today. The Kospi and the ASX are also trading lower. And just to finish then, what can we expect for the day ahead? 
Well, today we'll see services PMI data out for the Eurozone, for the UK and the US, along with Eurozone PPI figures. We'll also see CPI inflation data for Switzerland and Turkey, and it's the Bank of England's turn to make its latest rate announcement. Now, inflation in the UK finally dropped in June, but remains persistently sticky at 7.9%. So another hike of a quarter of a percent is all but a done deal here. And a quick look at the futures board currently shows the US set for a flat open around the zero line later today. And that's it for me for today, Helen. Great. Thanks very much, John T, for the helpful summary. Now, let's move on to you now, Leonardo. I'm very interested to get your thoughts today on what we've seen so far in the Q2 earnings season. So in the US, the earnings season is moving into the later stages and companies have continued to surprise positively. I know we had Mathieu Rashte on the podcast to talk about this with Bernadette recently. What about in Europe? What does the picture look like here? Good morning, Helen. Thank you for having me. Well, in Europe, the earnings season is also in full swing, although at an earlier stage as the US. Uh, Results so far have been rather weak. So roughly half of the companies in the stock 600 index have released their quarterly figures. And so far, only 52% have surpassed consensus earnings expectations. And this is the lowest level since late 2019. This is in stark contrast with the US where the beat ratio has been above the historical average this season around. And in terms of sectors, it's especially oil and gas and material sectors, which disappointed on earnings, while financials, in particular banks, uh, showed the highest beat ratio. And what do you think the reason is for there being such a difference then in the beat rate between Europe and the US? That's a great question. So the difference can be partly explained by the economic surprise index, which shows the gap between the expected values of economic indicators and the actual figure. If this gap is positive, this means that economic data is coming in stronger than expected. And this economic surprise index has been historically strongly correlated with the beat ratio. For Q2, this indicator has been rather weak for Europe while showing the highest reading for the U.S. since Q3 of 2020. This then partly explains the difference between Europe and the U.S. Another reason is the weaker-than-expected economic recovery in the Chinese economy, given that European companies are much more exposed to China than their U.S. counterparts. Okay, understood. And what's the outlook for the rest of the earnings in Europe? And also, what's your preference then in terms of regions? So currently, consensus is now expecting a decline of 11.6% of earnings growth. Uh, This is year over year for Q2, which would be the first negative reading since 2020. So if you remember well, the US has already gone through an earnings contraction from Q4 of last year to Q2 of 2023. And in contrast to that, European equities are only expected to head into an earnings recession during the second half of 2023 while earnings should start to recover in the U.S. from Q3 onwards. So for now, we continue to favor U.S. over European equities, with a focus on quality growth names coupled with some defensive plays. Great. Thanks very much, Leonardo. So we await the remaining earnings then. It'll be interesting to see how they turn out. And that is all for today. Thanks very much to today's guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We'd love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be joined by more of my colleagues, including Tim Gagey, who will share his latest thoughts on currencies. 
But until then, have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.